This is One More Minute with Nia and Lola. This is actually our second attempt at recording our first episode. Yeah, the first time was interesting. But I got a better microphone, and so we're doing it a second time. First, we're going to talk about second chances. So what is your opinion on second chances? You know, it just, it really depends on what happened the first chance that now I need a second chance. Like what happened and what are we talking about? Relationships, food, clothing, hairstyles. Let's start with hairstyle. <laughs> hairstyles. Because you look super excited <laughs> about hairstyles. Oh gosh. Yeah, I just had a flashback to when, oh man, I'm going to date myself. But it was like in the eighth grade. So I have I have natural hair and it was just always pretty long. But in the eighth grade, I wanted a hairstyle that everyone had, which was like a dry jerry curl. (laughs) It was called the Wave Nouveau, essentially a dry jerry curl. And um, so, you know, you didn't have to wear the plastic bag all the time and have the juice drip all down your shoulders. It was a little drier than that. Yeah, so I I went after that. And um, I would not ever give that hairstyle a second chance because it was horrible. And it essentially was a jerry curl, but more like an Afro jerry curl. And um, it killed my hair and I had to cut half of it off. Well, would you give the hairstylist who did that to you a second chance? Are you saying no second chance? No, she should have known better. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't sure. I just wanted clarification if you would give... Neither one. Neither one. Okay. Although I did give her a second chance because she was my hairstylist. But see, I was young, so I didn't have a big voice at the time. But she just burnt my hair to heck all the time with relaxers because she didn't like the fact that I had long hair, I think. She didn't really have Was she jealous? I think so. And people are intimidated by how much hair I have, so they think they have to put a whole bunch of harsh chemicals on it. She was sabotaging you. She did. But it doesn't matter because I'm still cute. Yeah, you are. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, so what about you? What's your second chance on hair? I've never had a haircut that I like. I've had ones that have been tolerable, but I've always been dissatisfied with all of my haircuts, which is why I've cut my own hair for like a long time. I mean, I've gotten professional haircuts occasionally, but the last time I got it professionally cut and she only gave it a trim like half an inch and my hair is super long so half an inch doesn't really mean anything but that was in like 2013 so almost four years ago yeah okay so I'm looking at your hair and it's long how do you manage that like do your arms get tired why would my arms get tired like do you have to hold your hair out and cut it no how do you cut your hair I just like I put I gather it all in the front and then I just you know trim it and then I make sure that it's all even in the back with a, like two mirrors and stuff like that Interesting. and I don't mind if it looks like crap because it was free that's wow my issue is when I pay for okay, something okay. and it looks like crap I have an issue with that but if it looks like crap and I did it myself that's okay <laughs> That's okay. Oh, man. So with these hairstyles, do you ever tell them what you want? Yeah. And they just still get it wrong? Yeah. Okay. So one time I got, I've actually, I've gotten several perms in my life. And one time I got a perm, I told her that I wanted it like big curls, like loose Mm -hmm. and wavy almost. 
I, I specifically said, I don't want tight, frizzy hair. And what does she start with? She starts twisting my hair and then wrapping it around the curler. And I, after the first one, I go, stop. <laughs> that Collaborate is- <laughs> and listen. Okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was like, that is exactly what I said not to do. And luckily, she fixed it and um, it looked a lot better. Oh. Yeah, but I'm glad I spoke up. I have a hard time speaking up for myself, which is why I always leave with a bad haircut. Yeah. Or frizzy, permed hair. Yeah, this took a turn. Let's talk about food because that's always food. always happy subject. Well, it's not always happy because sometimes you're like, I don't have any food and now I'm sad and have to go <laughs> grocery shopping. <laughs> that's the worst, grocery shopping. <sighs> grocery shopping when you're hungry is the worst but people don't realize that if you go grocery shopping when you've just eaten a lot you don't want to buy any food so you have to find a happy medium so can you eat a snack while you're shopping i wouldn't eat while i'm not the type of person who opens up a box of cookies and eats while i'm shopping because i i feel like even though i will pay for it probably it probably Did she say probably yeah, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> What are some foods that you hated the first time you ate them, but then you tried them again and you love them? Can you think of any? I would say the first one that comes to mind is squash. Because growing up, I I didn't even, I don't even know why it was a vegetable. It was horrible. <laughs> I know that my grandma tricked us into eating it because we all loved her macaroni and cheese. So she told us it was macaroni and cheese. <gasps> Yeah, so we were crushing it. I mean, we were gobbling it up, and we were like, you know, Grandma, this doesn't it doesn't taste the same. And she was like, eat it anyway, baby. So we ate it, and then I found out later that she had duped us, and I was a little devastated. So I didn't eat squash again until I was well after college, and now I like it. Well, of course you're not going to like it if she tricked you. Oh, you think that was it? Yeah, because... I didn't like it before she tricked me. But it's kind of like if you had... A little piece of candy and somebody told you it was a skittle yeah, skittles yeah. are delicious but if it turned out to be an m&m which are also delicious but you're expecting a skittle it's gonna be a bad time yeah okay i see that i see that but what about you what's your food probably well the first one that comes to mind is blue cheese which is a typical one that kids don't like but adults like because Adults have a more bitter palate okay. and children like sweet things. So a lot of times when adults like stuff, children don't like them, even though I grew up eating a lot of weird foods because I'm Korean. What's the weirdest food since no. you brought it up? <laughs> I mean, these foods aren't technically weird anymore because okay. everybody loves Korean food now. But when I was growing up, people were very judgy about like, <gasps> like kimchi and things like that. I don't think anybody knew what Korean barbecue was, but now it's, yeah, it's. Yeah, I'd say the weird stuff would be pig feet and chitterlings. What are chitterlings? Okay, people don't say it that way. They, they call them chitlins, but I call them chitterlings. What are they? You just said three different things. <laughs> chitterlings, chitlins, that's how they say it. Um, Pig intestines. Oh, okay. I've eaten sheep intestines before. That's a thing. Wow. It's health. Okay. First of all, it was gross. Um, second of all, it's healthier to eat organs, but we 
our society, because I don't, but mm-hmm. um, like the American diet is more about like the meat, the flesh. Right. But there's more nutrients in like the stomach and the intestines and the heart and stuff like that. But we just kind of throw those away. It's a good thing we don't eat any of that. You and I. Oh, <laughs> We as in you and me, not yes. we as a as a culture. Right. Because <laughs> now I'm really grossed out. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about that type of food, but what about restaurants? Are there any that you would not give a second chance? You really want me to talk about this one restaurant? Yes. I am not going to call them out. You should. On here. Because they're horrible. They're not. Okay. So... I went to this Asian fusion restaurant that has great reviews and the people in this town love it. And I ordered something. So in the, on their menu, first of all, it listed what was in each dish. And so many of the dishes, it listed egg. So I ordered the one that did not say egg and it came out with egg, which didn't make any sense to me. And then I... I ate some of it and then I couldn't finish it so I took the rest home and then when I was eating the leftovers I found a piece of chicken in it too and I don't eat meat and I didn't order it with meat so I was just really grossed out by the fact that how like how did chicken wind up (laughs) in this dish like how what are they doing in their kitchen that a little piece of chicken (laughs) found its way into my vegetarian meal that also happened to have egg and when i wrote about it on a review some dude really yeah he sent me a comment telling me it was my fault for not asking if it had egg i'm sorry but i looked at all of the items most of them said they had egg so i feel like it's safe to assume it doesn't right because they're supposed to tell you what's in the dish yeah yeah he's stupid I mean, if I had to list all the things that I don't want in a dish to the person just to make sure that none of those items are in there, that's just exhausting and people would constantly spit in my food. Ooh. So outside of that, what else would make you say, I am never eating there again? Rude. At any restaurant. Rude service. Not like they're having a bad day rude service, but like they clearly have (laughs) given up on whatever part of their life this is <laughs> and have lost all decency okay or i get the impression that they're being racist then i leave or never come back those are some good ones i'd say for me hair in my food a really nasty bathroom that just that upsets me or better yet you go to the bathroom and see an employee come out who doesn't wash their hands I say that happened one time when I was with my mom. We went to like a fast food restaurant. This was years ago. The bathroom was gross. And then we saw some people leave the bathroom and go back into the kitchen. I didn't see them wash their hands. Maybe they washed their hands when they went to the kitchen. Although they should be washing their hands in the bathroom and then washing them again in the kitchen. Yeah. Yes. And as soon as I sat down, I was like, we're leaving. My mom was so confused. I was like, get up, woman. I'll tell you outside. (laughs) Just trust me on this. Yep. She did. She did. And then I got outside and I told her, I was like, no, we can't eat there. We're going to have to go somewhere else. Pick another place. Oh, that was, that was devastating. That, that is really gross. You know, I, 
anytime I shake hands with somebody, I, I have to wash my hands or hand san- use hand sanitizer. I just can't. You don't know who's touched their balls or something. I was thinking about the hand sanitizer you got. I might have touched my genitals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got that in the office. What was what were we doing? White, white elephant. elephant. Yeah. yeah. I really liked my gift. The white elephant gift that I got with the hand sanitizer that said you might have touched your genitals or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I forget what else was in there, but that was just golden. That Wasn't was perfect. Wasn't it poop? No. It wasn't. I thought it was candy poop. I didn't know that was someone no. else then. Nobody got poop candy? What are you talking about? I have no idea. You will learn. Audience, my memory is shot. I make up things sometimes. Okay, so second chances. Let's talk about people. Do you want to start with relationships, like intimate relationships or friend relationships? Platonic or intimate? Both are loaded. Yeah, they are. Quite honestly, it's, I feel like for me, I treat them kind of with the same expectations. Like I hold my friends to that high standard of, I need to know that you're not going to sacrifice me on an island if we're stuck together in a group. Because that's all it's about. That's everybody's decisions when we try to make friends or when we're getting people to like us and when we feel rejected. It's all about the whole survival and you can only survive in a group and you want to make sure that the group isn't going to push you out first. Or Jamestown you, you know, eat you. Yeah. (laughs) I don't Um, have to worry about that. Are you not tasty? (laughs) If they cooked me, there would be nothing left, just saying. No worries. Jamestown didn't cook people. They just chopped the meat off and ate it. But anyway, you can edit that out. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I I get the impression that most people have a higher standard for their intimate partners versus their friends. They're a little more forgiving. I kind of treat them the same. Once somebody's wronged me, I'm like, get out. I think for me, it depends on what status they hold in my life. Like when I think of intimacy, I also think about how much I've actually shared of my personal self with them. I might forgive a friend quicker than an intimate partner. It just depends on the person and the relationship and exactly what they do and how I feel about it. Like there's just some things that for me are unforgivable, like you hurting a family member or you hurting me physically, like I'm, I'm not about that life. So it sounds like in order to give somebody a second chance, you have to forgive them, which I agree with. But if you forgive somebody, does that automatically mean you have to give them a second chance? No. Okay. Because I don't feel that way either. Because I forgive people rather easily, but I don't give second chances. I don't give second chances as easily anymore, but just a few years ago, I was handing it out like candy because I give people second chances, third, fourths, fifths, all kinds of chances. I don't know why. Now, it's, I, I'm, a, I'm way more selective, probably from, you know, giving too many <laughs> the wrong people second chances. Yeah, I understand that. That I do. I think I'm, I'm kind of like you. And I would say in the beginning, I really wanted to forgive people easier. But it was, and give them second chances. But what I found was that I was still holding on to a lot of it. So it wasn't like I was actually forgiving them. And the second chance was actually weighed down by all the anger that was seething inside of me. I feel like we need to define what forgiveness is because 
I feel like you can forgive somebody but and still be angry because this pain is still there. Okay. Yeah. Just the forgiveness can start the healing process, but it's the whole forgive and forget. Like, I will never forget things. I can't, but I can forgive somebody and move on and it'll still hurt. Like, if somebody stabs you, you can immediately forgive them, but it's going to take some time to recover from a stab wound. Wow. That was just dramatic. It's because I did the gesture, right? <laughs> I think so. I felt I felt the knife. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's true. I guess the process of forgiveness, I'm looking at it more like holistic. Like, for me to actually give them a full second chance... I have to be already processed through the grief of whatever happened and at a place where I can forgive them. Otherwise, I constantly keep bringing it up out loud or subconsciously so it's never really gone. Like, I don't forget, but the pain of it has to, it has to dissipate enough that I can be around them. So, I don't know. There are people that I've forgiven, but I never want to see them ever again. Ooh, I have some of those too. Are yours ex-boyfriends? I would say Our exes. most of them are friends, really? ex-friends. Okay. For all of my official boyfriends, I've always been the dumper, even though in some of those cases I was the one who was wronged. But that was a different process, whereas with friends, it was usually them hurting me and then, you know, in my mind, forgive them. But I already know that they're toxic people, so why would I want to right. see them ever again? Hmm. Interesting. Trying to think if I had any friends that I cut off like that. I think there's some people from high school I just grew apart from in college too. But I say the most dramatic cut would be like an ex-boyfriend. And there's only one of those that I cut that way because he just was not a great person. But he thinks he is, which... Of course. Of course he does. Even though he apologized, I have forgiven him. I'm just like, well, why would I ever want you in my life again? You're not a good person to be in my life. Well, that's another thing. The people who have wronged me have never apologized. So what would you do if they did apologize? I would be shocked because I don't think they know what they're apologizing for. And it would just be kind of a miracle for somebody with so much pride to seek me out when I've kind of cut off all communication and huh. to be able to do that, so I would be more surprised than anything. Would you look outside to see if the world is ending? Okay, no. Now let's go back. You said something a second ago that I have a question about, and now I can't remember what it was. I need pieces of paper while we talk, because obviously <laughs> I need to write this down. You need to take notes. I do, because you said something, and I was like, okay, we need to dig into that. But you were talking about your friends and how you'd be surprised. Crap. I don't remember it. I'd be surprised if they... If they showed back up and apologized. Because they don't know what they're apologizing for. That's it. So I'm thinking about the whole idea of forgiving someone and giving someone a second chance. Uh Okay, so if someone wrongs you and hurts you and you cut them off without ever telling them what they did and they have no clue, are you in the wrong and should you be giving them a second chance? I think if somebody wanted to be my friend again, for example and we're trying to come back into my life, I feel like we would have that conversation of like what happened. And if they still don't get it, 
then I probably wouldn't give them a second chance because nothing has changed. But this has actually happened before where I had a friend that I roomed with in college and she was like my best friend in high school. And then we had a huge falling out because we roomed together in college. And then several years later when, I forget how, but we started talking again and everything was laid out on the table. She apologized for everything. Wow. And I also apologized for things and she was really shocked that I did because she thought she was completely wrong. But I apologized for stuff that I did later and she was really... I think really touched that I would okay. even own up to stuff that I didn't have to. It sounds yeah. like that process was intense. It was because it was it was cathartic. Okay. I would say I wouldn't say we're friends still because I, this time it kind of just fizzled out. She still was it was kind of the same issues that were before and they hadn't really changed and I didn't really think I was important in her life and so I just didn't bother and she didn't bother and no hard feelings. Yeah. Fizzling out is different. Yeah. It just kind of fades away. That's okay, unless it leaves you wondering what happened. I had a friend who did that. She did it really abruptly. Like, to this day, I still have no clue why she just stopped. There was, like, a group of us that were friends, and then one day she just decided she didn't want to be our friends, but she didn't tell us why or anything. And then when we reach out to her, she wouldn't respond. Then she, like, went into hiding, kind of, and it'd be like... Do you know where she is? I think out of the trio of us, one of them has recently started talking to her again because they're like in the same city, but it's been like 15 years. I don't know. It was really weird. Still have not a clue, but I guess I have to forgive her for her ignorance of losing me as a friend. (laughs) Yeah, she's missing out. She's missing out. Yeah. Why would anybody just stop being your friend? I'm saying... I have no idea what I did, but maybe I did something, but I'll never know because she won't talk to me. I don't know. As being that person who abruptly cuts people out of my life, I would say sometimes it's not even about the person. Yeah. Like the person that's directly affected. Maybe she felt like she had to cut you out because she had an issue with somebody that was a mutual friend. That's possible. Maybe she knew something about my ex and she didn't want to tell me. So she just cut me out. Who knows? I have no idea. Yeah. Ain't no telling. But I can't say that shit hurt. I was like, how someone just leaves? <sighs> Abandonment issues. I think that's the biggest thing is closure. Because like with my friend that fizzled out, there's no closure needed there. So I guess it right. is closure. It's kind of like that was the closure, us becoming friends again. Are there a lot of things in your life that don't have closure? <laughs> well, Lola, um... Not too many. Some things I have accepted that they'll never close. And I think in accepting that, I've been able to move on. But there are some people that refuse to let closure happen and want to keep it open. Are these ex-boyfriends? Ex-boyfriends. I had an ex-friend who I guess is kind of a friend again that at one point in time I tried to pull away from. So I just took like a six-month break and... We were able to get back on track. But yeah, there's a couple exes that refuse to, to vacate. So the only way I'm going to get rid of them is if I change my number. Because I've had my number for so long, it's just easy to find me. I like my phone now because I can block numbers. I don't know if I can block them from texting me, but I can block numbers from calling me. Yeah, I think I'm just too nice. It doesn't bother me too much. 
I'm just like, I'm not interested in ever getting back together with you. So how are you doing? And then we can have a conversation and life goes on. I think I do a really good job giving people the impression that I never want to talk to them again because nobody bothers me. So what about you? Do you have a lot of things without closure? Probably, but some of them don't matter anymore. Like enough time has passed that it's just like, I'll never know and that's okay. Yeah, closure is an interesting thing. I think people have to decide what it means. I think we sometimes think it has to mean that we know everything and it's in a nice little package all wrapped up. But that's just not life, nor realistic. Because we really have no clue how other people think or feel unless they tell us. And half the time, they don't know. Well, that's another thing, like, because we're talking about how closure doesn't have to come from knowing everything about everyone. And in fact, sometimes that can delay getting, like, over something and getting your own closure if you just are bombarded by information about people, especially if it's coming from like mutual friends. Like you're like, I don't even want this in my life. Why is this coming at me? And that kind of thing. Yeah, I say that happened a lot to me in college. So trying to break up with someone and go my own way, people were always like, so we're so-and-so. Why aren't y'all together? I'm like, didn't you hear the news? Like, (laughs) (laughs) My friends usually aren't friends with each other, so I don't have that issue, usually. So what else on second chances? We talked about food, relationships. We talked more about friendships than intimate relationships, like partner relationships. Well, friends, I feel like, are kind of more. Like, for me, because I'm monogamous, I only have one relationship at a time, if any. But with friends, there's several going on at a time. So I have rotated through them a little more, (laughs) you know, frequently. So there have been more. They've been more plentiful in my life. (laughs) That sounds horrible. I know. (laughs) Makes them sound expendable. They're not, but... No, it just sounds like you're a friend hoe. I am a friend hoe, (laughs) which is really funny because I don't have any left. But no, for a while there, I was like a connector. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I understand that. I do have one friend. It's funny because I consider... I don't think she knows, but she's still my best friend, but I don't talk to her. (laughs) But it's one of those cases where it's like, you're friends with too many people I don't like, and I don't Um, need that in my life. So so until... That's rough. Yeah, so until I'm past that, yeah. I'm thinking about other second chances. What else is there? Stores? I have a tendency, like, once a store is on my radar to boycott for, like, a human rights violation mm-hmm. or something, even if they change their ways, I just am already in the habit of not shopping there. So I would say that's one way that I kind of, it's not that I refuse to give them a second chance, it's more like I forget to. <laughs> okay. I could think of one store it goes back to what you said earlier about people being rude or feeling like they're racist i went to a because the town has two health stores you know the health natural stores so i went to one of them and i walked in the first time and i gave them a second chance the first time i walked in they really didn't speak to me or anything i was in there for at least six minutes before someone said can i help you and I was just looking around, but then they disappeared from behind the counter, couldn't find them. I don't know where they were. I don't, I'm sure they were watching me from somewhere, but I have no idea where they were. So I just left. Okay. So I was like, okay, maybe it was just a bad day. There were like three customers in there. Maybe they felt there was a high volume and they just didn't know how to handle it. 
fine. So I decided to check them out again. I waited like a month or so. Walked back in, and this time, the just the chill in the air. Like they didn't, they really didn't speak, didn't make eye contact the entire time I was in there. And I was in there for at least 10 minutes. They just completely ignored me. So I will never, ever, ever, ever get back together. (laughs) I'm just never going in that store ever again. Matter of fact, I need to write a Yelp review so no one ever goes in that store. So why don't we end this with, is there anybody that you know you would like to give a second chance if they ask for it? Is there anyone I'd like to give a second chance to? That's a hard one. I'm going to have to ponder that. Oh, I gave you a hard question. You did. Why don't you answer it first and then I'll answer it as I'm thinking. I'll listen to you. I don't know. I think it would, like if somebody were to ask me for a second chance right now, it would, yeah, like going back to what you said, it would depend on how they ask. It would depend on what they did in the first place. And it would just depend on my mood probably because if I'm in a bad mood, probably not. (laughs) Okay, okay. I agree with those things. I think it really does depend on how long it's been since the offense occurred. Like if it's somebody from high school that's coming back and saying, hey, we fell out. Sorry, I like a second chance of being your friend. Yeah, maybe. I like to be my Facebook friend. (laughs) So start with the Facebook again. Yeah, yeah. Start with Facebook. I'll look at their posts and see how they think about the world. And if they have stupid views, then we can't be friends. Yeah. So basically, we decided that in order to give somebody a second chance moving forward, it just depends on who they are, how they ask, and the context, and how we feel about it that day. So just like all things, the answer is, it depends. (laughs) Exactly. Love it. Yep. Well, that was our first episode. Thank you all for listening. Yay, we did it. (laughs) And hopefully we didn't scare you off, and you'll tune in next time. Absolutely. So this is Nia and Lola with one more minute.